most appropriate to our friends today. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Fat Cats Cafe. Today we are joined by a bunch of interesting Rams over at Recon Rams. Welcome, sir. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. Awesome. Um, as per usual, everyone, we will be giving out a whitelist spot or a catless spot, actually. Apparently, we're not supposed to say whitelist anymore. Um, I don't know. Deal with it, guys. Deal with it. And, um, and we've got some catnip as well, so we'll get you all sorted. You know, I, I just broke my Twitter. Apparently, we had 4,000 retweets on a PXN Quest um, Twitter post, and now I actually understand the problem of not being able to draw a winner. So uh, let's start there, sir, because you've had some of these high-profile things. How do we draw a winner when there's 4,000 applicants? Uh I we have not had that that issue with the, the four thousand. I mean, does is Twitter picker not not an option? No, Twitter picker keeps telling me I broke Twitter picker. <laughs> <laughs> we always use Twitter picker just because you know it gives you the the code afterwards. So if anybody was little little spec to, uh, you know question or whatever, they could go in and type it in and and see the draw and we'll have you so. Yeah, for sure. That's what I was using, but it keeps telling me you've got too many entries. It doesn't know what to do. <laughs> so, you know, we've got that problem. Anyway, I'll, I'll sort it out. I'm sure I can tweak it a little bit, you know, like based on people's dates and stuff. But, you know, this is, I kind of have an understanding now where people like Bento Boy and Kosher Plug and stuff are coming from because, uh, you know, people always accuse them of like, are they being fair and stuff? And uh, yeah, well, you know, it's a fun space to be in. So uh, let's take a a look back at Recon Rams because I remember meeting you guys in Magic Mushroom Clubhouse and we have quite a few MMC people in Fat Cats that probably remember that as well. But let's kind of go through the experience because I, I, I actually want to also talk about how you built your community and how you built your whitelist because I thought that was really cool. So can you tell us a bit about the history? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, looking back to what feels like years ago at this point, because as we all know, time moves differently and with NFTs and just in the space in general, um, everything's just so fast paced and, and you, you age a lot quicker, you know, just, just being involved. So um, looking back to September of last year, it was me, Mark R, uh, Arv and uh, Anu, and, you know, really me and Mark had really gotten our start in Magic Mushroom. We had both been involved in a couple of communities before that. But MMC was really the first place to where we had kind of hunkered down and spent a lot of time. And we both got pretty, pretty heavily involved in that community. Um, and it, it was a different experience than the other, uh, the previous projects that I had kind of uh, done a little research into because they were really heavily focused on, community. I know we throw the word around a lot, but 
Um, it, it wasn't, you know, checking in on what's the newest update with the project. That wasn't people's first objective when they went into the Discord. It was more about just kind of getting to know people in there. You know, that's where you had these like cooking channels and, you know, people were checking in and asking about their like real life jobs and like what challenges they were facing this week, how they were overcoming it. So, you know, there was like a deep, deeper level of connection in, in that community compared to the other ones that I'd been a part of. So, you know, that was really intriguing to me that people were connecting that that deeply in, you know, these online communities. So that kind of spurred me to spend more time and energy there. And their roadmap was very, very unique in the sense that they had uh, a community event just like uh, similar to the one that we had put on where they called Shrimp Scouts. And they had encouraged you to get involved, meet some members in the community, team up and, and tackle these challenges that they lay out for you. And, and they ran those over the course of weeks. Um, but, you know, Mark and I had had connected in, in the community and we decided that it'd be in our best interest to team up because we thought we'd give each other the best chance of winning because we're competitive like that. And us and a, a small discord of about 15 people teamed up and, and we tackled these challenges. So um, spending, you know, what essentially was a month in, in real time and longer um, with these people and Mark, you kind of get to know the people in there. Um, learn about them, what they do, et cetera. And, you know, what had ended up happening was through MMC and another alpha discord uh, called Scourge Alpha, we had made our, our own little private DM. And I know it's discouraged typically in the NFT space to DM, but that's how we got connected. And we had our own little four-man uh, alpha group, essentially. It's where not really making calls or anything, but if we saw something, we'd let the other ones know or remind each other to submit our wallets for whitelists and what have you. So, you know, as we continue talking, naturally the conversation shifts to like, you know, where do you see yourself in six months or a year? Or where do you see the space in in, in the coming months? And, and what's the future? And, you know, we kind of talked through our, our overall interest of, you know, not necessarily looking to flip projects the entire time and kind of the mindset shift for us to, to start investing and, and holding projects for the long longer term and then ultimately you know we'd each expressed an interest in, in building it and getting heavily heavily involved in the space not just as a community member but also you know building and setting that foundation for ourselves and a project of our own so you know that's when that first conversation sparked and and from there it was you know a lot of meetings from nine o'clock at night to two in the morning for me, central time and um, just kind of brainstorming and, and kind of coming up with something that'd be unique, different, um, but also pull from communities that, that had inspired us to, to kind of make that shift and, and again, spark that interest for us. Fantastic. Fantastic. And so kind of you, you've, you know, this is kind of how a lot of the projects are born, right? You get your core people together uh, and then it's just a matter of, of putting together an idea. Uh, and so what did you see that was kind of missing in the space uh, that you wanted to provide? So I, I feel like with most, with some communities, they're, they're very short lived almost, you know, we're still in kind of like a, a phase where it, the market's really hype driven. I mean, you've seen that a couple of times here recently in the last like 48 hours to where, you know, projects mint out and record times or very, very quickly. And then, you know, there's a, a 
who leave the discord and kind of disengage with the community altogether. So I think one of our main objectives through our project was to help people get connected and, and involved in the space, no matter what that looked like for them. Um, I know that, you know, in doing so, we've, we've had a handful of people join other projects, moderating for the first time. We've had a, a, a couple of individuals kind of branch out and start their own project or express interest in starting their own project. And, you know, we didn't necessarily set out to be a launch pad. Um, I know, again, that's kind of a, a roadmap item for some projects, but, you know, we kind of just wanted to facilitate, provide, um, you know, the, a term that you'd use when you'd spoken our discord was a home base, which I thought kind of summarized like our objectives because we, we ultimately just wanted to provide a space that people could kind of come to relax and kind of de-stress a little bit, if that makes sense. Again, because the space is so fast paced and, you know, we really wanted it to be an environment to where people felt comfortable and at ease being able to just come hang out, chat, tackle the, the next item that we had going in the community. And ultimately, you know, that, that was kind of our objective and what we felt was almost missing at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've, I've spoken to Ali, who's the founder of Zuvis, and I'm kind of quoting him more and more now because I think he's onto something about kind of you, 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 have some an anchor item, right? Because like, everyone's about utility and road reps now. You need kind of like an anchor item. But ultimately, the rest is kind of like we're winging it. Just some are winging it better than others. And as the community starts to kind of build and, and you find your focused core, it's like, okay, well, what do you need us to provide, right? Like you pivoted very quickly to getting a, a whitelist marketplace set, right? Like was, you know, when did that idea come along? Was that there from the start or was that something that you pivoted to because you saw there was a real need for it? Uh, we had definitely pivoted towards it. You know, um, I honestly, I think, I'm pretty sure I remember talking to the, to the guys like early, early in the project when we were still in our private DM, like, man, what if, what if there are projects that, you know, kind of like, sold or you know gave an opportunity to like handpick people for whitelists and, and we had totally dismissed the idea and then you know we thought it was a little goofy maybe projects wouldn't like it because it was like a selection and and wasn't random chance which was super popular at the time as the you know space shifts as it does and if we did not include anything like that in our, our roadmap and you know we're all big proponents of having direction but being nimble and flexible along the way, uh, because again, as the space shifts so quickly, I think it's important for teams to be able to adapt and add or potentially drop items uh, as it makes sense to do so. So whenever, you know, we had seen kind of the, the trend pick up, we we're very quick to act and, and add it as a value add essentially to our holders. Um, I think from, idea to implementation was it took just about a week for us to, to get the the site and up and running and, and the systems in place for that to, to function properly and you know it, it's been a big success and a big hit with with our community um, because I mean we took a, a little bit of a different approach too with our marketplace because it honestly depends on who you ask anymore about the ERC20 tokens. And I know they're a big staple in, in some projects. And, you know, for us, we just didn't want to deal with the gray area 
So we had decided to steer clear of it altogether. And so our marketplace, there's no true staking. You don't have to send your Rams out of the wallet. You hold them the entire time. Uh, it doesn't cost you anything to stake. It's passive. They're earning Horn, which we're using as our currency. Um, not any ERC-20 token, but, you know, so you don't have to spend gas to claim, stake, spend. There's no failed transactions. It's We tried to make it as convenient and, and easy as possible for our community to, to kind of see value and and kind of see an ROI on, on holding the Rams through, through the marketplace. Yeah, I, look, you know, gray area aside, I, I think that gimmicky staking for the sake of staking, I mean, all the fat cat members here know my stance on that. I think, you know, if, you, if, you're, if your focus is creating value for your holders and giving them, you know, easy utility to things, how is it sensible to make them pay to stake, pay to buy, pay to use? It's, it's, it's a bit obscene in a way because, you know, it, it, it's, it's a waste, right? It's just not needed when you can have the same facility done via a, a Discord token. Yeah. And, you know, I was having a conversation with another founder of a project about like this specifically with the tokens and the marketplaces and what have you. And, um, you know, one thing that came up was was the gas. And, you know, for me, you know, is it a big deal if I have to spend $20 to claim my tokens and then 20 to $30 in gas to potentially get a whitelist spot or a mintless spot, allow list spot, whatever we're calling them. Um, you know, n- no, not really. I mean, but to, to some people that, you know, 50 bucks is, you know, a full tank. Well, <laughs> probably a half tank of gas now, but you know, that's <laughs> part of a, a cell phone bill. That's uh, a nice lunch with the wife or, you know, that that's $50. I know we tend to think of money a little bit differently being in NFTs and talking in ETH. And, but I mean, when it comes down to it, I, I would rather miss on the side of helping people not spend money and save it and, and apply it elsewhere than, you know, do it for the sake of just doing it to, and I think that staking, you know, I think there is some, some value potentially there, but, you know, I think some projects might use it as a way to, limit supply and, and make it a little more bit more difficult for people to uh you know cash out or, or sell if, if it comes to that yeah for sure and, and you know i i believe in in rewarding people with staking their time right you know as 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 we've been saying before with the home bases right that's probably the most valuable asset right now that people don't even realize is the most valuable asset there are so many projects coming out that those that can keep and engage with their users regularly, uh, you should be paying them, right? It should be that early Facebook model. Give them as much for free as possible because if they're giving you your time, their time, your IP is going to grow in value and you can do a lot with that. You may not be able to do a lot with it now because there isn't a lot to do, right? You know, we all talk utility and yet a lot of the utility is kind of gimmicky. But it's coming. There will be stuff to do. And communities that are showing engagement and active and have a happy user base who aren't bitching about spending half a tank of gas uh, for staking and unstaking are going to be the people that, you know, all of these metaverse platforms and stuff are going to be coming to and saying, hey, you know, we'll give you guys free shit if you bring the, if you bring the crowd. Right. Yeah. And I mean, that's a really good way to look at it, too, is, is just the attention. 
and, and the value that it has. Because, I mean, ultimately, I think that you're right. That's the most important asset that people have. Um, and that, that's why it was so important for us to kind of, you know, create that for our community and, and make sure that we provided that that home base to, for, you know, for people to spend their time and, and just kind of come again, relax and, and spend time with us too. Super. Um, okay. So what was ended, what ended up being built out of that? So, you know, you had an original plan at the beginning and I, I thought it was pretty cool. And let's go into it. It's, it's, it's kind of a role play game, right? And, and what I liked about when I heard about it was like, ah, this is kind of immediate utility. But for those who, who are not that familiar with the Recon Ram system, can we just go into how your kind of gamification works? Yep. So our goal was, and still is, for you to be able to interact with, one, the community, and two, you know, kind of our whole project at every stage of, of the roadmap. I mean, starting early, early pre-mint in the Discord, we had launched and, and kind of worked around a, a token economy in our Discord. We had used two different bots for that. Uh, we'd started with Unbelievabot, um, but due to some commands <laughs> that they'd had and a robbing feature specifically, we'd moved away from it um, just to be a little more friendly. Um, so, you know, even if it was like, not really grinding for a whitelist spot, but you can earn poo and spend that to, to get whitelist and uh, a couple other perks as well, custom roles, which were novelty essentially. So, I mean, we have like a, what, a poo farmer. We have a couple other specific roles that people have purchased with this token economy or this court economy. So, I mean, it, it kind of started there, but then moving through the roadmap, we wanted to make sure that we continued the theme. So, we actually are finishing up our, our phase one now. Um, we're kind of in the vetting process to make sure that results landed where they where they should. But so we're finishing up our Ram Pre, which is our was our community event to help kind of encourage that mindset shift and the engagement that we had experienced in MMC. So what that looked like was over the since our launch, we've held two different events and they've consisted of a handful of, of sub events as well. So those looked like a scavenger hunt, which was my favorite. We had people running around their house looking for kind of obscure items. Um, and it was really fun because we had them post pictures in the discord. So I could tell that, you know, they were getting their spouses or friends involved too, because I could see them holding the item and somebody else taking the picture. So it was super cool to see that uh, and how, you know, it, it kind of brought families engaging together as well um other events have been like smash carts tournaments we'd had uh, an event where it was something as simple as drawing a perfect circle and it there was a, a website that had graded your accuracy so it was simple things like that to to make the event fun and engaging and a little bit different than everything else that we were seeing in the space so we're finishing up that now and the rewards for that were the top 75 people from both of the events are going to get free mints to our 150 collection that's completely animated. So all 150 rams are animated. That's going to be mints in here within the next two weeks. And then carrying uh, the top five also got some ETH. So we can't forget about that. Uh, we're ha we handed out a, t a combined 10 ETH between the two events. So 
carrying that on phase two for us is going to be launching here pretty soon. And that's going to consist of missions for us. So Mark has a team of people who are working diligently to create these text-based adventures for people. So using our website, you're going to be able to go online and basically build out your, your team. You're going to be able to select which Rams you want to send on these missions and kind of build out your squad that way. And then following seven days from then, you'll be able to check back in on the website, see if you were successful, see if your team had kind of blundered a little bit and failed. Ultimately, there's going to be a response to how your team performed. So it was important for us whenever we set out to launch the project that all of our goals and, and kind of roadmap items were were interesting, unique, but attainable at the same time. So, you know, we felt like the roadmap that we had laid out through phase two gave our community the best chance to interact, to inter engage with each other, and for us to be able to deliver on those and more in a timely manner. Awesome. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, as, as we kind of, when you operate in a hype environment, everyone is kind of trying to like standing on each, on each other's head to outdo each other, right? It's like, what? If they're the first game, then I'm the first game that you throw poo. Oh, you threw poo, and then we're going to enter the metaverse and throw poo. Oh, you're entering the metaverse with five platform games, and it's like everyone is like jumping into each other's head for novelty. And few people have kind of gone like you and Creeks and stopped and said, um, you know, chess is still kind of being considered fun and works and, you know, poker works. And so you don't have to have all the bells and whistles if you bring a highly engaging kind of strategy game, which people can use right now instead of asking them to wait eight months. Right. Yeah. And again, I mean, the, the space is so quickly evolving. I mean, there was projects that launched within a week of ours that, you know, they had that big hype cycle to where, you know, they had 50,000 people in the Discord whenever they were minting. They saw a big run up in their floor price and their community was super excited. And, you know, it was all waggy and, and jumping down, up and down for joy because their portfolio is worth so much at the time. And then, you know, as they're waiting for those deliverables, people start to get a little impatient and they move on to the next community and, and they kind of rinse and repeat the cycle. And, you know, that really wasn't our objective when we set out. And, and that's what I value about FatCast too, is, you know, it, it sounds like we share the same values and that capacity to where ultimately the home base, perfect example uh, of the words that we're using to describe it. And then just being able to, to provide that value back timely as well. Uh, I think it's important that, you know, you're able to deliver on that again, quickly and efficiently and adjust as needed. Yeah, and, 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 you know, as kind of as studios and stuff enter the space, that really, that is their thing, right? They can make great games and they could do them quickly. I mean, I spoke to hooligans yesterday, for example. Communities like ours can partner with them, right? Like, if we can bring them the gamers and we can bring them a cohesive community that's doing things, they're going to die to have us involved. So why do, you know, it's like spend your energy, right? Economics 101, spend your energy and expertise on the area that you can do well, and if you do that really, really well, whether it be community engagement or community building or something else, you'll find partners who can do the rest. And uh, I, I think that that is a tough lesson because people want to kind of give these high projects out. 
but you know and and and, and of course it's almost a bit fuddy on your own project to say that but it works right if if you want to be a successful community the day after and have a community that remains engaged and still trusts you uh it's finding that balance of kind of getting them excited and keeping them hyped and keeping them happy and keeping the momentum going but also not lying to them and fooling them because they're going to run away yeah and <laughs> a good example of that is like you know for for games you know i'm 100% confident that i personally am not going to produce a game that's going to compete with anything that's on steam currently you know it's it's such a competitive market already like gaming that I mean, if you go through come through steam on your computer you'll find a ton of quality games that are triple a and look good play well the you know the it, response time on the mouse the movement's great and it was just not an area that we wanted to to get into and like you said we'd much rather kind of stick to to our core and, and bases and then look to you know a lot let our community have opportunities to or provide them with opportunities, help assist them in that manner to get involved with, with these projects as they enter the space. Awesome. Uh, tell me a little bit about your artist who's animating, because I know there was an interesting story there. I remember, uh, again, it yeah. feels like 600 years ago, but 600 years ago, <laughs> I was listening to an AMA in Magic Mushroom Clubhouse, and you mentioned something about your artist kind of this being his first project and him just experimenting. And I thought that that's a beautiful story that shows, you know, really what Web3 is all about. So how did that go happen? Yeah, 100%. Um, so I think overall, one of the most interesting parts about Web3 is just kind of the people you get to meet and, and kind of their stories and backgrounds, talents, et cetera. And there's so many talented people. And, you know, back to when we first started the project, we had essentially reached out to, to other people that we've met all along the way and said, hey, you know, we got this thing going. Would you be interested in, in modding and helping us, you know, run this community and, and just kind of get involved with us? And, you know, voila, our artist, you know, we had brought him on as a mod at first. And, you know, because we knew him, we'd, we'd spent a lot of time together in MMC, knew that he was a good, good stand up guy and someone we want to be involved with. So we brought him on as a mod and not knowing anything about, you know, his artistic ability, obviously. And, you know, as we're into the project, our artist that we'd had working on on the Rams, you know, she had expressed, you know, that that this was going to be a lot of work for her. And do we want to look for someone else to help speed up timeline? And, you know, we kind of talked and, and ran that by our mods to let them know what was going on and voila kind of spoke up he's like hey do you guys care if if i give a shot to to animating some of these rams to take that off her plate and we're like oh man that'd be great H have you animated stuff before and he goes uh no but i can try <laughs> and um you know we're like okay yeah because because obviously you don't want to like discourage anybody we're like okay yeah that's great but just so you know, like, don't be upset. Like, if, if we do have to find, you know, an artist to, to take care of that for us. And he's like, oh, no, I, I get it. I understand. So, you know, we're expecting to hear back from him in like five to six days because animating those things takes a lot of time and it's a lot of work. And then not even like 24 hours later, he comes back and, and he has animated our ghost ram 
um, which is kind of like zombie themed with green flames. And it looks amazing. He had actually came back and updated it because it was the first one that he did. But I mean, even that, the quality of the animation was awesome. It was on par or if not better than, in my opinion, than, than some of the art that we were seeing at the time, especially as far as animations go. And for him to be able to pull that off with no prior experience was fantastic. And then I think what even what makes the story even better is just watching like him advance and his art improve over the course of doing 10 of these to where if you were to see the very first Ram, the ghost Ram that he'd done, and then one of the last ones, which is something like um, it's the flash Ram. So it starts in his suit and he bounces across uh, the graphic. His evolution as an artist was just fantastic to watch and, and watch him grow and develop that skill. And I know that since, you know, we had launched our first collection, he has been involved in at least two other projects and it's created a huge opportunity for him and um, to add a little detail to that as well. He had brought in and, and kind of got a friend of his involved as well. So they're knocking out projects and kind of doing contract work and, and creating opportunities for themselves. And, you know, they're, they've made a lifestyle for themselves, just getting involved and kind of getting their hands dirty. And it all happened from, you know, this one off conversation that we were looking for some work to be done. Amazing. Yeah. And I, I think that really is, is the beauty of the space. I mean, we have, we have three artists now, but I'll, we had, we had hired kind of our, our primary artist who, who works for Daz 3D and she's really done a lot of animations and, and, and cartoons and stuff. And then we were kind of, I was just putting together like the early community because I've been involved in crypto champions and stuff as well. And, and this dude reaches out to me. He's like, you know, I'm a tattoo artist. Uh, I kind of really want to be involved in NFTs. Maybe I can help a little bit. And he sends me like his amateur portfolio and I'm like, Dude, you can be involved. You're fine, you know. So, you know, it, it, it's these conversations. It's, it's it's communities are gonna build. I mean, I think I think it would be a surprise if you know, kind of most of the really good communities, and there aren't that many of them, but the really engaged communities don't keep kind of almost vicariously having a, a incubator situation, right? I, I I keep saying this to some of the fat cats people. I'm going to have to keep working and growing the community because some of you are not going to have time for us soon. I can just see the amount of talent and brilliant people in our, in our community uh, that, uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to hold them back. I mean, I hope they remember us and maybe we can kind of incubate them and, you know, we can keep adding value back to the core community. But, I mean, look at Magic Mushrooms, right? All of those shrooms grew up and, and, and grew wings and look what they were doing. <laughs> Yeah, no, hundred percent. I completely agree with you because I know I'm. I mean, we're already starting to kind of see it with with ramps. You know, again, same kind of mindset to where I definitely want people to be involved, active, engaged with what we're doing with rams and stay within our ecosystem. But I, I absolutely don't want to hinder anybody's growth, right? So, I mean, I know we've had a couple of examples to where, you know, people have have done work for us and then they've had other communities reach out to them and say, Hey, you know, we're seeing what you're doing with Rams. Like we, we need that. Um, whether it be mods, whether it be an AMA host, whether it be collab managers, you know, 
I think the communities are in desperate need for quality and trustworthy people. So I think that, yeah, that's where, you know, some communities are really able to separate themselves when, when they have those individuals involved and engaged, like MMC you said was a good example of kind of the projects and, and people that have stemmed from that community. And you, it's, I think it's interesting to be able to trace it back to kind of where, you know, people came from and, and kind of how they've grown as well. Yeah, and, and, and I think people need to remember, you know, like Brett just did a video about this as well, but you don't have to make your own profile picture collection in order to uh, do something in the space, right? You can be part of a, a, a community, you can be part of a research team, you can join something like WGMI uh, and get involved in the news, you can write articles. There are a lot of jobs. I think, you know, the kind of attraction of those enormous mint amounts that they think, you know, some founders are getting and some founders have historically gotten, uh, gets people thinking too large. But, you know, if you're earning a modest salary and you can augment it with almost the same or double uh, doing kind of a solid job in this space, I mean, that's awesome, right? That's, that's magical. Yeah. I mean, personally, I think one of the best opportunities in NFTs is either to be like a collab manager for a project or a community manager for a project, have one of those roles to where you can spend, you know, a good amount of your time kind of, you know, being that contractor or that employee, essentially that, that, that role for that community. And then you're able to spend time elsewhere. You're able to negotiate essentially an income for yourself to be paid either, you know, weekly or, or monthly by that community for the work that you're doing. And, you know, you have that essentially recurring income that, you know, might supplement you enough to where you can quit your job and, and kind of enter the space to where, you know, on the, on the flip side of that, if you do have this PFP collection, you know, I had, you know, when we had launched our project, I had made the decision to leave my previous employer, uh, so I could focus on this full time, but at the same, well, on the same breath of that, I say that, you know, since that we launched, like I have not, any of the founders really have not taken a paycheck from our community. So like I haven't paid myself through recon Rams and you know, it's, it's kind of, I mean, it is running your own business. It's building the community, providing the value and then making sure that those under you or working with you to build out, you know, your vision, they're taken care of. So I know that, you know, currently we've got 10 paid positions um, and then the, the founders are not included in that. So, you know, it's making sure that people are taken care of around you to make sure that they're able to grow and, and succeed. And then ultimately, you know, that'll trickle back to us as, you know, we continue to grow and, and develop and move the project forward. Yeah, there uh, we go. Yeah, and 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 I, you know, I use this term now a lot: social capital. If you are a community, even if you, uh, if you get to the point where you're the community manager, I think you're already in a great position to be really networking. But even just, you know, a lot of people say like, I don't know where to start, right? Like, how do I kind of get into this ecosystem? You know, join a community, get involved over there, and then also become a moderator, right? Become a mentor because you're going to start to kind of see the back end, <laughs> see all the unorganized communities. I like to think ours is organized, but you're going to see a lot of weird things on the back end that is going to make you uh, understand how this process really happens. 
uh, give you that skill set and uh, give you that network. And I, I think that's very important. I mean, we have a friend called Palpable who's putting together something called Community Managers Guild, which is like an, an accredited course uh, for moderators. And, you know, we're going to be working with him because I'm like, dude, if you're doing that, then I don't have to do that. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's fantastic. That's fantastic stuff. Um, okay, so where's, where do you think Recon Rams is headed? I mean, look, obviously you'll pivot as the market pivots and you'll kind of adjust, but where, where do you see yourself headed uh, in the near future? So, I mean, our focus right now is, is really on kind of closing out the door on, on our Ram Prix big community events, getting the 150 animated collection minted and, and to the holders there. Um, and then, you know, we're full steam ahead on missions. And, and that's kind of where our focus is now. Um, in, down the road, looking at, at the future of NFTs, no one really knows. But I mean, we do like <laughs> I've shared some sneak peeks in our discord. Like we have a voxel collection that we're ready to roll out if we, if we need to, if, if we're going to be taking that direction and kind of moving towards really, truly like a virtual home base to where we you know we're able to create that for the community. Um, I think signs are kind of pointing that direction, especially with some of your larger communities kind of looking to enter that space as well. You know, there's always been sandbox, but now we're starting to see communities kind of merge together and, and wanting to cohabitate in the same place, um, be it NFT worlds, you know, being as massive as they are, there's, there's room for multiple communities in one space. And, um, you know, it, if that's the direction that we need to go, we're completely ready to go there. So um, we're going to stay quick and nimble, uh, adjust as needed. But, you know, missions are our focus right now and, and continuing to drive, you know, that community engagement and returning value back to our ho holders for being involved with us. Cool. I think I got rugged. Can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can hear you. Testing, testing, testing. I can hear you. Devin, make make a make a sign if you can hear us. One of us got rugged. I think I, myself or Acadian got rugged. Uh, I can hear you, Don. Can you hear me? <laughs> okay. Um, in the meantime, while we try to get Acadian back, uh, I'm going to toss out a, a catalyst spot to to Vicewing, and I'm going to send kind of 50 catnip to Emanu and Colton by. Uh, please open tickets afterwards and I'll get you sorted. Um, okay, then, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Oh, I just saw you unmute yourself, but I can't hear you. What's going on? Okay, let's try this again. Okay. Uh, oh, no. Okay, then can you hear me, though? Yeah. Weird. This is... Oh, there we go. There we go. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, 
I don't know. It's like, you know, Elon, if you're listening to this, Elon, I mean, can you bring some Tesla-grade tech here, please? <laughs> That's okay, man. I mean, I think COVID prefer, like, prepared us for this with the transition to Zooms and WebEx. Yeah. If, if you want to post in Cafe Voice Text, go for it. Um, otherwise, raise your hand. I think Vicewing wanted to ask a question at some point, but if anyone wants to ask a question, uh, please raise your hand. Okay, I don't think we have any questions. All right, well then to, over to you, sir. Final thoughts. Uh, what are you most excited about right now in the NFT crypto Web3 space? What am I most excited about? Um, I, I think overall opportunity, if that makes sense. Um, I'm just excited to see kind of the next evolution of the space, just because, again, it's grown, developed. Um, people's thoughts and approaches have changed so dramatically since September. Oh, it dragged um, you again. It dragged me. Uh, <laughs> All right. Let's try this real quick. Let me send him a message because I'm getting that people can hear me, but not both of us. Um, So um, I'll just close out my thought. Oh, okay. With... Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but then I don't even know what you say. That's... Uh... <laughs> Holy... So the space has evolved so quickly um, with, you know, Did that do it for us? Yeah, Boots can hear me now. I can hear you. Oh, awesome. No worries. So what I was saying, to kind of finish your, your question with the closing comments, um, the evolution of the space, 
because you know when I, I started in September, public mints were the way to go, and then you know it, it was kind of the sexy thing to do stealth mints and stealth drops, and then it transitioned to the full whitelist, and then it was the allow list or mint list, which you know kind of the same thing, but um, and then now we've started to see instead of whitelisting a third of your mint, whitelist the full full population of the mint and then over allocating is the the hot topic now but it seems that we're going to be moving away from that pretty quickly so you know what what's kind of the next evolution here went for people who are launching their pro their projects and and how do they you know really kind of get off the ground with momentum and because i i enjoy like learning about the space as well i think that's kind of like one of my biggest motivators and the thing that i enjoy paying attention to so you know, I'm a student of the space, so to speak. So I'm just excited to see kind of the overall evolution. And then obviously, you know, missions and, and kind of watching our our community interact with each other and with the Rams, that, that's going to uh, be a top of the list too. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think also, by the way, you know, to go full circle to that coin comment you made, right? Like using 020 tokens for, um, for minting. I think that, you know, as... We, you know, for people who just arrived, you kind of feel like, wow, the whitelist has been here forever. But it, it hasn't, right? It hasn't. It's, and it's not, you know, it's, it's part of the meta now. And people will come up with better and finer ways to do things. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if those guys are going to be able to pivot so fast because they've got this coin. And, well, what will the coin do then, right? So I think staying nimble like you are is, is a good way to go. Okay, let's bring up Vicewing. I think he wants to ask a question. Yo, Vicewing, what's up? Vicewing, you want to ask a question? evening and for all the recon rams that joined us um i'm going to put in a bit of music now everyone because we will be having uh the team of breederverse over now at 5 p.m and then um if after that you are still not completely sick of my fine voice uh we will be having the team of harukonen uh, at wgmi at 7 p.m uh coming to coming to speak to us as well uh, i think we have yeah we sold out of those cat lists but I'm going to be doing a giveaway for Harakonen on Twitter, uh, probably tonight at some point. Um, and yeah, that's everything. So thank you so much, good sir. And thank you to all the Rams who joined us. Good to see you there, Goody and Nahar and Jana. Good stuff. Thanks, man. I appreciate the time. Awesome. Have a good evening, bye. You know what, it's Friday night anyway, I may as well kind of give the Fat Cats holders some alpha. Um, fat Cats, if you're in the cafe, 
send me a message over there if you've got some questions. I'm going to be dropping a um, cool message uh, today because we did get confirmation from TCG World. So that's happening. That is actually happening. They gave us a big fat gold land plot that I'm going to be claiming today. And they gave us a very cool. are valuing us and, and that's uh that's that's pretty cool cool um i know like basketball fan that's pretty cool um oh my mic dropped again yes yes your mic dropped again. Jones, you can hear me right brother jeff can hear me okay um What was after the land? So the land for TCG World is they gave us a gold property. They gave us a gold farm, actually. Oh, no, I'm in and out. Okay, I'm going to sit in one place. Tell me if you can hear me. How am I now, basketball fan? You know what? You know what? I'm, I'm going to, you know what, guys? I'm going to bring, let's, let's move over to the Fat Cats Discord. This is getting ridiculous. I'm going to invite the team of Breederverse to come and speak to us here, okay? So let's hop into our Discord. Bye. Bye. Thank you.